Hi listeners, you're welcome to Family Alive Ministry, aka FAM. God began the world with a family, and it must be our goal to maintain that plan. A godly family will produce a godly world. We hope as you listen to this message, the vision to restore God's plan in families would be impressed on your heart. Now, today's message. I want to encourage us to give ourselves to prayer. We're in the month of giving. So this morning I'm talking about give yourself to prayer. Hallelujah. And um, the main scripture I'm going to speak from is Acts chapter 6 verse 4. But I'm sure that by the time we are done um, sharing God's word, we mentioned so many other scriptures. You're welcome to church. It's a great morning. Hallelujah. It's a beautiful thing, a beautiful thing to see us this morning. You know, when it rains, sometimes we take a holiday. Yeah, and even from the things of God, you know. And um, I, I, I was thanking God when I was coming because the road was so free. I tell you. No speeding. But I came here before. I, for the first time in this month, I came before praise and worship. Yeah. It's a powerful thing. So I was telling my wife, thank God. You know, but it's also sad because it shows the level of commitment we have for God. Because if it rains and you can't go to church, then you're in bad business. Yeah. <laughs> I started preaching. Yeah. When it rains, you can't go to church. You're in bad business. You know, but we will do everything possible to please our bosses. The boss who can sack you tomorrow. He can just sack you. Yeah. He can even sack you because you are being too Christian. Yes. But we stay up to meet that deadline for the boss. But it is difficult to trust somebody you don't see. Someone said that, why does God make it so difficult to believe him? Right, let me talk about prayer. We don't see God, but he's real. Amen. Acts chapter 6 verse 4. Peter said, but we will give ourselves continually, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. But we will give ourselves continually, we'll give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Hallelujah. I want to encourage us to pray continually. I mean, that is the message. <laughs> yeah, that is the message. I want to encourage us to pray continually. To pray continually. Pray continually. Am I the only person, or have you realized that sometimes it becomes very difficult to pray? Yeah, it becomes very difficult to pray. And prayer becomes almost impossible. And you know, you want to start praying at 10 p.m., you tell yourself, I want to spend time with God in the night before I sleep. And by the time you are saying, Amen, it is at 5.30 a.m. You are gone. You know, at any time you sit in that sofa, you pick your Bible, and you start loving the Lord. Start loving the Lord. <laughs> before you realize you are gone. You know, prayer becomes possible when it is intentional. Prayer 
prayer becomes possible when it is intentional. If prayer seems to be impossible, it is because it is not intentional. It is because it is not conscious. We are expecting that it will happen somehow because it is natural to do other things. So once we are born again, it should be natural to pray. But it is not natural to pray because prayer seems to be the highest spiritual exercise in our kingdom. Everything is undergirded by prayer. The ministration of the word, song ministration, evangelism or outreach, everything is undergirded by prayer. One great man of God, Martin Lloyd-Jones, said that prayer is beyond any question the highest activity of the human soul. Man is at his greatest and highest when upon his knees he comes face to face with God. I have quoted this man a number of times here, Martin Luther. He said, God wants us to pray and he wants to hear our prayers. He says, I should neglect prayer, but a single day I should lose a great deal of the fire of faith. Martin Luther said that I am so busy, I spend the first three hours of my day in prayer. I read about him. One day he was speaking to one of his disciples and he told him, the guy was sick. And he told him, I pray for you. You'll be, you'll be healed and you outlive me. And according to the records, the guy got healed and he lived longer than Martin Luther. So he had come to a place of answered prayer because consistently, he was praying three hours a day. You know, um, Dr. Yonggi Cho, who is passed on to glory, I mean, with the biggest congregation, big church that runs about six services on Sunday, he was asked, how do you um, establish church growth? How do you grow a church? I'm talking about someone who has plans or who has... Um, is it principles for church growth, teachings on church growth, cell, home cell, fellowship, visitation, and all that? So at the peak of his ministry, he was asked, how do you ensure that your church grows? He says that if I have a new church, I'll pick a chair. I'll sit in the church and pray. Amen. Dr. Yonggi Cho would wake up in the morning, but as if, I mean, dress up as if he's going to work and go and sit in his office and pray. Amen. When you hear some of these things, it looks like just stop everything and pray. <laughs> because we can't do much without prayer. John Wesley said that it appears God does not do anything for man except in answer to prayer. We are talking about a man who was preaching and he was asked to leave because he was causing a lot of commotion where he was preaching. And he left the town. According to the narrative, he stood on his father's tombstone and he was preaching. And people came from the cities and came to listen to John Wesley. And someone said, how do you do this? He said, I set myself on fire, and people come and watch me burn. 
Are you being encouraged? Right, we thank God. I set myself on fire and people come and watch me burn. What about Charles Finney? Charles Finney would preach and for years, not even a drop of alcohol would be seen in that locality where he preached. And it is said that over 20 years after he had preached a message, his converts were still strong in the Lord. You know how difficult it is to keep people in the Lord? That is the greatest miracle. The greatest miracle is not raising someone from the dead. It is manifesting the character of Christ. Because you could have all gifts, but the character is missing. The greatest anointing to walk in is the character of Christ. And after Charles Wesley, Charles Finney had preached, over 20 years, his converts were still in the Lord. Amen. James, the brother of Jesus, I mean the half-brother of Jesus, was known as Old Camel Knees because of the nature of his knees. <laughs> From prolonged kneeling in prayer. According to the narrative, he was martyred and he was thrown from the pinnacle of the temple. He landed on his knees. And he did not die. So they had to batter, I mean, hit him with clubs and all that. Someone struck his car with a big stick and he died. But when he was coming... Praying in touch with the Lord, he didn't die. John, the beloved of Jesus, was put in oil. He didn't die. Amen. Right. Of course, we know of people who have said the Lord and they have died. Yeah, they have died in faith. But prayer ensures our security so that we can do the work of God. Amen. Prayer is God's gift to man. Prayer is not a man's idea, so that we do it anyhow. Embedded in the hearts of men is the, the knowledge of God. No one can say there is no God. Everybody knows there is God. That's why we have so many religions. We all know there is God. So we either look for God in a stone, we look for God in rivers, we look at the sea, stand on the, I mean, the beach, and see the waves, how boisterous the waves are. It's simple to just conclude that that is God. You know, you look at a tree, mahogany tree, very big. Say, God could be here. So, in the hearts of man is the knowledge of God. And so, embedded in the heart of man is that desire to communicate with his God. And that is prayer. Prayer is having communion with God having fellowship with God, being in communion with God. Why? Because we are the image of God. You know, when God created the earth, we know the story. He put man in charge. And the purpose was that he wanted to rule through man. If someone puts you in charge of something, you become a custodian, it means that 
you are doing what the person wants you to do. You don't do what you like, you know. Before we, we bring any announcement to the church, Pastor Rod must be aware. If he doesn't give the go-ahead, it cannot be announced. Right. So that was the purpose. Man was to enforce God's counsels, God's ideals, God's intentions, God's purposes for the earth. How does man do that? By being in communion. So prayer is having communion with God. Prayer is having fellowship with God. Prayer goes beyond asking for things. Because right from the beginning, God gave everything to man. So prayer goes beyond asking for things. And when we are asking, we are asking his will. So prayer is seeking to know what the mind of God concerning something is and praying for the wisdom to execute it. You know, before David will go to war, he will inquire of the Lord, should I go? And God will say, go. The same enemies, maybe same battle plan, should I go? This time God says, don't go. So prayer is inquiring from God what his will concerning something is and receiving the wisdom to execute it. Because it is better not to know than to know and not do. But we know because we want to do, we want to enforce his will, then after knowing it, we receive the wisdom to execute his will. That is prayer. Hallelujah. I mean, the will of God must be done concerning individuals, concerning um, families, concerning nations. The, Jesus said that, here I am, I come in the book, in the volume of the books written of me to do your will, O God. So every step that Jesus took, it was prophetic. It was in line with God's will because he was walking the pages of his life. So when Jesus goes to meet a certain woman at the well, Jesus being a Jew, you know, he was not supposed to have any interaction with this Samaritan woman. The Bible says that he must needs pass through that place. Amen. Have we ever thought about this, that this thing I want to do is God in it? This boy that I am dressing to please, that he's not even minding me. Is it the will of God? Have I fallen in love with her ties or it is the will of God? We have to ask. Or, or what do you think? Yeah, we should ask. Because if some women in the days of Jesus, you know, had tied their destinies to him, so this man, he's fine. He can work miracles. I don't have any need, you know. Look, every woman wants to be comfortable. Yes. So if I, if, if I settle with this man, even if there's no rice in the house, he can work a miracle. Yeah. Jesus would have died at the age of 33. <laughs> 
Verse 33 is gone. What happens to you now? You know? We must seek the will of God. So prayer is seeking to know the mind of God concerning something and receiving the wisdom to execute it. Prayer is the extension of human ability. You know, we all have strengths. But there's a, there's a point where our strengths fail. We, we, come, we come to a dead end and there's nothing we can do. Then God comes to extend your ability. God comes to extend that grace. God comes to extend that potential. Hallelujah. When we meet to pray, we enforce God's legislations. Some things will never happen unless we pray. Some things will never happen unless we pray. Our lives will be affected by happenstance and circumstances unless we pray. The word circumstance is moving in a circle. Yeah, circum, circumference, round. And stance is a position. So you are going the same position, going round, 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 if you don't pray. There are cycles we can only break when we pray. There are things we can only change when we pray. So when we gather to pray, we are making decisions that have already been established in the heavens, in the kingdom of God, come to a realization in our lives. And so when we gather together, let us take prayer seriously. Let's take prayer seriously. Don't miss a time of prayer. As long as it's a church and you, you are okay in your heart that this place is good, walk into it and pray. <laughs> pray. Because Peter said, we will give ourselves continually. So if there's anything we do continually, it is not being on our phones. Yes. Oh, don't worry. I'm telling my own story. It's not about you. Uh, you are fine. I know you don't have any issue. It's not about watching Instagram videos. Watching. When God is waiting to give us nations. Nations. For some of us, God wants to give us the sea. We shouldn't miss any time of prayer. Amen. So when you hear that we are praying, join us. Very soon, we're going to have a prayer tower or prayer warriors or prayer force or special squads. <laughs> special forces. Just, uh, it's not a joke, oh. You see us with our dark glasses and our helmets. You know that we are not here to play at all. And I want to encourage you to be part. You know, these people will pray extra because the church prays on Thursday. Yeah, so for this one, it's extra prayer. Extra prayer. Does someone love extra prayer? Right. Amen. Oh, we'll pray through the night. We pray in the mornings, pray in the afternoons. Yeah, because we must pray continually. Is there a good time to pray? No, sir. There's no good time to pray. Every time is a good time. 
First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 says that pray without ceasing. I was listening to one teacher of God's word, um, Apostle George. He was saying that the idea that was communicated here is like a cough. You know, there's this cough that when you have, you can't tell when the cough will show up. You're in a meeting, you feel like coughing. Okay, so you have to try to hold it. So we must pray to the extent that we get to a place where your spirit is just wanting to pray. You know, you are lecturing. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is just, the prayer is just coming. Yeah. You, you, you must pray to in your sleep. You are praying. You are sleeping and you are praying. Your wife will tap you, honey, what's, what's happening? Say, I'm, I'm praying. I can hear you praying. Say, I thought I was sleeping, but you are, you are praying. You know, you can be talking to friends and you are speaking in tongues. Whereas, oh, sorry, is it Manchester? Eh, what are they saying? <laughs> like, you, you, you pray without ceasing. That kind of cough. You don't control the cough. It is an immunological, you know, something. Right. <laughs> yeah. Can we go on? <laughs> right, 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 right. So there's no time good enough to pray. Every time is a good time to pray. Is there a special location? No. <laughs> you can go to Atria Mountains. Pray. You can be in the hotel and pray. You can be in the trotter and pray. Thank God for Christianity. We don't have a special place where we go to, to pray. You know, Jesus said in John chapter 4, you remember that scripture? He says that a time is coming and has now come where those who worship the Father will worship him in the spirit or in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks for such. And he calls those people the true worshipers. So all that happened to the time that Jesus was speaking was not true worship. And these people wrote great works. We are talking about Elijah calling down fire, splitting the Jordan, raising the dead, and Jesus said, all oh, this was not true worship. But because of their commitment to working with God, because these people were people of prayer. They worked with God. They waited on God. So imagine you and I waiting on God, spending time in the presence of God in prayer. Imagine what we can do. We are the true worshipers who have no confidence in the flesh. We are the true worshipers. We, we, we don't have a certain lineage to be the people of God. We are Christians, the children of God. We have his name upon us. Imagine what we can do when we stand to, to open our mouths, lift our voices. It is God praying all over. Because in each one of us is God himself. Because the spirit of God is the habitation of God. So if anyone has the spirit of God, God is resident in that person. So when you open your mouth to pray, it is God who is speaking. It is God declaring things. And that is why we must not take prayer lightly. Prayer will change everything. It will change our song ministrations. It will change everything. Everything. It will change our families. <laughs> Sometimes there may not be money enough, but if the, if the house is praying, oh, there is faith. There is hope. There is fervency. There is joy. Because you can't pray, pray well, and be morose, and look, No. Anytime the apostles prayed, the Bible says that they were filled with the Holy Ghost and with joy. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and with joy. 
there is joy in the house of prayer. Because the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, these people will lie gather upon my holy mountain, and their sacrifices and burnt offerings I will accept. For my house shall be called the house of prayer unto all nations, and in this place I will give them joy. I think Isaiah chapter 56, verse 7. And that is what Jesus was quoting when he said, The word has said that my house shall be called the house of prayer unto all nations. In this place, I'll give them joy. If you pray well, you have joy. Amen. I want to round up so we get into some time of prayer. Hallelujah. There's no time to pray. Jesus said, enter your room, lock the door, and pray. He himself prayed in the garden. The apostles prayed in the upper room. There's no time of prayer. That is good enough. Every time is good. I want us to look at the last scripture, Philippians chapter 1, verse 19. And we are going to dwell on this and get into some more praying. Hallelujah. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. The supply there is a noun. It means that all that is available in the Holy Spirit for the ministry work to be done. Paul speaking says that because of your prayer, I shall have a supply of the Spirit. Some years ago, I was reading about some missionaries, and there was this man who was surrounded by a mob. He was beaten and thrown into a well to die. He said that at midnight, someone came to the well and dropped a ladder made of ropes to him. And he said he started, he started climbing up he was climbing. But when he got to the mouth of the well, there was nobody. So he was wondering how the rope ladder was supported for him to come up. Apparently, some missionaries, some other missionaries were praying somewhere. And as they were praying, he had the supply of the Spirit. Church, we have to pray for the supply of the Spirit. For our Father... For a man of God, the Archbishop Duncan Williams says something, said, we are a generation of people who celebrate our fathers, but we don't pray for them. We put their pictures on our status, say, my papa, my hero. <laughs> my papa, my hero. We have touched on the other aspect of giving. We, we must learn to also give to our fathers. Give to our ministers. If you are watching me online, you are listening to the podcast, you must learn to give to your man of God. Give to your minister. Give to your woman of God. Amen. But today I'm talking about prayer. Let's learn to give prayer. Prayer is a gift we can give. Because when we pray, they have the supply of the Spirit. You may not know what it is, but you have the supply of the Spirit. It may be peace of mind they will have that peace of mind. It may be wisdom to take a certain decision that will affect the ministry and the destinies of many people. They will have it. It may be some financial breakthrough. They will have it. Whatever supply they need, they will have it. 
because we are praying. Then in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, the same Paul said, praying all kinds of prayer, praying all kinds of prayer and supplication. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. All prayer and supplication. So our prayer makes supply available. And that prayer, if we extend the prayer, we, we continue in prayer, that's, that supply will be applied. It becomes evident in the lives of our ministers. That's application, application of the supply. So he says, pray, 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 because people need it. You know, in Acts chapter 13, no, Acts chapter 12, Acts chapter 12, when Peter was put in prison, the Bible says that the believers were praying for him. Why? Because Herod had stretched his hand to kill one of the apostles. He saw that it pleased the Jews. So he arrested Peter also and put him in prison. But this time they say never again. Maybe for the first one, they say, oh, this guy is a man of God. Somehow he'll do it again. Yeah, he'll be fine. He, he, somehow he'll, he'll, just, he'll be translated. He, he, he'll manage to get out of the prison. And before they realized the apostle was dead, an elder of the church, someone who had a commission, apostles have a special message for the church. He was dead. And so now Herod stretched his hand and he took hold of Peter. But the Bible says that prayer was made continually. But constant prayer, constant prayer was offered for Peter. They prayed to the extent that when Peter was released, they were still praying. So we must come to that point where we, we are still praying, even though the answer has been given. You, you just keep praying. Because we pray before the situation. Pastor Elton said the other day, we don't pray when we are in the trouble. We pray ahead of time. So if you are feeling fine, it doesn't mean that everything is okay. So you should just relax. We should lay back. We must pray now. Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16, he says, let us come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So we find grace ahead of the time. It must be said of us that we do, we, we do not get into trouble because we are always ahead. We are always ahead. We are always ahead. Hallelujah. What next? Start praying. <laughs> What's next? What do you do next? Start praying. When you get home, get to prayer. James chapter 5 verse 17. The Bible says that Elijah was a man with like passions. Sometimes he had issues. He thought about paying light bill. Yeah. I mean, sometimes he was bounced by, by a certain girl. Elijah had like passions. He had like passions. He also felt like sleeping when he gets into prayer. Yeah. But he prayed that there should not be rain. And if you look at that account in 1 Kings chapter 18, I think verse 17 and 18, Elijah will pray. He will put his head between his knees, 
close his eyes to the distractions around and pray and tell his servant, go and watch. The servant will go and come. He did that seven times. And the distance from the mountain, going down to go and watch, coming back, is something you have to consider. And he did that seven times. So you and I don't know how long Elijah prayed, but he prayed for long. Because if sometimes, even small headache, you say, go, that thing is still there. Then to lock the heavens for three years, you need to get to a certain depth of prayer. Depth of prayer. Hallelujah. Are we ready to pray? Are we ready to pray for our church? As we are hitting this first anniversary, are we ready to get into more prayer? Are we willing to pray for our families? Or we'll join our aunties who said, as for my family, nothing good happens here. The girls don't marry. They just get pregnant. And I mean, it's, it's like that, you know. Say, as for us, if your wife is misbehaving, get another wife. Are we, do we want to join that bandwagon? Or we are willing to pray to change the course of events, change the course of destinies, change situations in our lives. Are we willing to pray as a church? Hallelujah. Is someone ready to pray? Can you be on your feet? Can you be on your feet right now and begin to thank God? We hope you were blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our social media websites on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Family Alive Ministry. Please subscribe, follow, like, and share. God bless you and have a great week.